This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. Jessica here with Laurie. Hey, friends. Always. 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 Um, Thank you guys so much for joining us for another week, another topic. Before we get started, per usual, please like, rate, review, share. Um, Get the word out. I feel like I may sneeze again. Sorry, y'all. I was sneezing before the episode. I got you. If I sneeze again, I'm sorry. <laughs> <Here it comes. laughs> um, so today we are talking about self-validation um, versus looking other places for validation. Whew, that's a lot. Mostly because I do this a lot or I used to. I'm getting better at we it. We all do this. Like yeah. it's not just you. Um, yeah. And just like everything else, like even though you're getting better at it, it doesn't mean it's still not going to like raise its ugly head in more profound and intense ways. Like one of the most entertaining things about spirit, I think, is that as soon as you're like, oh, my God, look how much better I'm at this. Like I handled it. Way to go, Laurie. Healed. (laughs) Done. Then (laughs) something will happen where spirit's like, oh, really, bitch? Like, have this and see how you do with it, you know? And then I'm like in a hovel on the floor being like, okay, so I know nothing. Um, It does that sometimes. It's just part of the process. It's okay. Like, it's not a bad thing. It's a evolution type thing. Yes. That whole analogy of like peeling an onion. Mm-hmm. A lot like that. Thank you, Shrek. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and that the more you peel back layers, you get to these deeper, more profound things that need to heal that you just weren't equipped to deal with the first few times around. You know, like you get better at it the more yeah. that you go. Um, but validation is uh, one of my favorite quotes. I don't even know who said it was uh, there's nothing more powerful in the world than a woman that doesn't need your validation. I mean, and it's so freaking true because women are taught to look everywhere outside of themselves for validation. Everywhere. Yeah. You look to magazines and television and celebrity. You look to logos and brands and... You look to your husband. You look to your husband, to your father, to your minister, to your therapist. You look to, you know, like you look to your friends, your employers, your career for your identity, you know, like you look to parenting your children and being the perfect mother, you know, yeah, like that there's influencers or there's things that you should read or do that are going to tell you you have arrived at this point where you are validated. Mm -hmm. And that is um, really, really hard to overcome because you never get validated. You know, like the real secret to that whole situation is nobody really can validate you, that you have to validate yourself. Um, And learning that process is a lot to overcome. Um, 
especially when you've been looking to these outside sources for validation and what you're getting back is a repeated message that you are not good enough mm-hmm. or you are not performing at the level that you need to or that the sources that you're looking to for validation are benefiting from the fact that you won't validate yourself. And so it keeps you stuck in the same loop. Yeah. Um, and on that same note, that you don't really need anyone's validation. You should seek it within yourself. However, when I am talking with friends or even if I see a post like on Girl Gang or something, and it's an emotional post and they're like, I'm just trying to get this stuff out. I always make sure to validate the person. Yeah. Even though they don't need my validation, it still feels really good to have the validation. Well, because to your point, though, when somebody's doing that on Girl Gang, they are speaking their truth. Mm-hmm. So they are kind of self-validating in that respect right. where they're like, I'm going to put this out there because I need to get it off my chest. And that when other people validate you when you do that, it allows you to um, expand into that in a mm-hmm. much bigger way. Yeah. Um, that I, God, even Jessica a year ago was terrible at seeking validation outside myself. And that just came from a place of codependency and not trusting myself enough. Um, because I didn't realize that what I needed or wanted truly mattered that I, I mean, I honestly thought that if I didn't make the right choice. I'm using air quotes on this, the right choice that everything would fall apart. Yeah. Um, and that the more I get into seeking my own self-validation and not seeking it elsewhere, um, I realize that's not true. And that's a lie. It is a lie. I also, I don't know. I think that so much of like my own looking outside myself for validation would be because I'm a one of the things I learned about myself this year <laughs> is that I am a visionary, which is something I pushed so hard against when that was first put to me where I was like, no, 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 no. I work for visionaries like that's not yeah. what I do. Um, but that as soon as I like accepted that part of me that I realized that I usually talk about my visions for the future with other people because I want them to validate that it is a good idea or that it's a risk I should take or it's a direction I should go. That I wasn't just talking about it because I was excited about it and that I hadn't even decided if it was something I was actually going to pursue or do. I just needed other people to approve, approve, approve. And that oftentimes what ended up happening is that I would talk to people about these things I was excited about and they would shit all over them. And then I would be like, okay, so I should probably think that through. And I would never take it any further, you know, because people that I genuinely like loved and trusted were trying to protect me and or keep me small. So I would continue in the cycle that I was in with them. And then I got really wise to this idea that like not everybody needs to know my 
it's hard being a visionary, you know, like because there's shit that you pull out of thin air that maybe doesn't actually manifest into what it is that you actually were thinking about in the first mm-hmm. place. It's like the jumping off point. And that oftentimes to not talk about it is the best way to let it develop. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know this, you know, and that's turned into this really toxic trait of mine where I needed other people to tell me that it was okay for me to do the damn thing, you know? Right. Um, And that when I got really grounded in this idea that I was going to want to do lots of things and that I was just going to have to start trying to work towards them and see what continued to feel good and what continued to gain traction and then start to execute it, um, that I would be led in the direction of the things that were meant for me, that then I didn't need so much of that external validation anymore because I was co-creating with the universe in a way where I knew this is what I was supposed to be doing, you know? Like, it didn't require any outside validation. And when that outside validation came, because it always does when you're on the right path like that, and people do jump on board and they're like, oh my God, what you're doing so amazing and so inspiring. Like, yeah, that feels good, but it also doesn't validate me anymore. Right. I'm it like, feels right. You're yeah. like, yeah. I'm glad that's <laughs> speaking to you. But even if it wasn't speaking to them, I would cool. still be doing it, you know, because I don't look for the validation in my visions and ideas anymore from people outside of myself. Which on one end, when I hear those things come out of my mouth, I'm like, wow, what an ego freaking maniac you are, you know? <laughs> but then on the other hand, I'm like, no, girl, no, like... That is how you decide what's right for you mm-hmm. is that you check in with yourself first and then you let all of the opinions fall out on either side of it. And what I know is that the right people who want what's best for me support those decisions because they trust me. Yeah. And the people that don't trust me or that are looking for something from me are the ones that are usually pushing back against that in a really big way. Yeah. Um, that's why when people do talk to me about things, I'm now getting in the groove of saying, well, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Or, you know, like when people come to you to validate them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, because God, even just such a short time ago, I'd be like, well, let's go looking for answers. Like, yeah, let's find out whether it be from people we knew that I thought know better than me, mm-hmm. or um, freaking Google. Like, it didn't matter, you know, that yeah. I'd be like, let's Google it. Well, let's go looking for answers. And now I'm like, well, how do you feel about that? What does your guidance say? Have you dropped in? Have you felt that? What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. And that I see this look in their eyes that I'm so familiar with because I've done it my whole life where it's this light bulb moment of, oh, what I think matters. Right. <laughs> you mean I could answer my own question? Right. Like, I, you, I can I can answer for myself. Oh, I'm in charge. Like, right. <laughs> oh, I get it. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that is a completely different vibe. Mm-hmm. And it's a powerful one. There's also that whole thing about like, um, again, I don't know who said it, that it's not our greatest fear that we won't live up to our own expectations, but that really that we're more powerful than we ever imagined, you know, like Mm. that there's so much more fear in claiming your greatness. Yeah. 
and seeing that you truly could achieve anything you decided you wanted. It's way easier to keep yourself small and be fearful that it won't work out. So then you don't have to do any great risk. You don't have to take any great action, you know? Um, and I know that like the bigger I expand, the more true that becomes where I'm like, oh shit. (laughs) So if I did scale this idea, do I even have the infrastructure to support that many clients? What would that mean if I had to have employees to help me manage all of this work when this thing does take off and become Mm -hmm. really successful that that oftentimes it's the idea of things working out that is way more terrifying than things not working out. And that that is that you can't get to that space until you start to self validate, you know, and like really get in tune with your own guidance system and the way that that draws you. I feel like everything that we talk about anymore comes back to this idea that you have to have this personal one-to-one connection with your guidance system Mm -hmm. in order to move forward on anything. Yeah. That it all really comes down to, well, how do you feel about that? And that, that, that is a frustrating place to be. It's way easier to blame shit. Well, right. Well, because (laughs) before I started my healing journey and like before we met Eva and before Mm -hmm. she ever taught me how to drop in and quote unquote, go upstairs, like Mm -hmm. however, it works for you. Um, so many of my healing sessions where, you know, that that was the question I would get so frustrated because I felt like a dumbass for not knowing, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That as humans, I think that we're just conditioned to believe that we have to know. And that if you don't know, then there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Um, which I feel like sounds counterintuitive to what we're talking about a little bit. Well, there's that conditioning, but then there's also the conditioning of, especially in an industry like you and I have worked in for so long, where you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and that and that you're taught that it's going to take you a long time to get good at anything, you know. So, like, if you're learning to cut hair and you have to learn how to cut in a straight line, you know, like that it, you have to practice and you have to work on 250 heads before you ever get to a point where you're going to, like, ace this haircut and you're going to have to do it on every hair texture. And there's millions of different hair texture, you know, like that. Right. The 10,000 hours conversation about how long it takes to master something and be good at it. Like we just have this expectation that there's no way we're good enough as is. Right. And that, yeah, to master something technical, you have to practice it. But the idea that you're not great at it because you are is bullshit. Like there are plenty of stylists that I know that are naturally amazing at what they do Mm -hmm. because it's just the way they work. Yeah. Like hair just obeys them, you know, and that that is that some people are naturally great at things and that keeping your ego in check is different than somebody needing to keep you small so you don't outgrow the system and structure that they're trying to Mm -hmm. develop you into, you know, 
And that part of this idea, even with like entrepreneurs and small businesses versus like corporate entities and, you know, like larger machine style businesses, that there's a place for all of that, you know, um, and that you have to break out of a lot of that mentality in order to be ballsy enough to be an entrepreneur. And mm-hmm. a lot of these systems and corporate structures that are putting their thumb on people that really need to keep that ego in check so you don't grow too fast and outgrow that system or that structure, those entities started as entrepreneurs too. Right. Like once upon a time, they broke out of that system, you know, and for as much as you and I have resisted having our own business for so many years, you know, like so many years until we didn't. Yeah. Until we outgrew that system and that structure and started to see that when we looked out to the people who we were seeking validation for, that that shit wasn't working out so well for them either. And that it was all just an illusion or a mirage. And so if I'm operating for most of my working life out of this illusion or mirage of what I thought I was doing, then why can't I just create my own fucking illusion? Mm -hmm. Like I can't, you know, and that that is required that I can connect to myself and validate myself in my own ways and not look for that on the outside. That's how you create something that's your own. And that probably does get more important the older you get, I guess. Yeah. You know, like, and it just takes practice too. Yeah. I'm still learning. Like, Yeah. Oh God. I'm very new at it. Um, You were just talking about connecting to guidance and like going upstairs. And yesterday actually, like there's so many ways that we connect and we've talked about this in other podcasts and definitely in courses, like the ways that people connect. But one of the ways that you and I were taught to connect when we went through our original healer circle training was by using a uh, shamanic drumming. Mm-hmm. And so yesterday I listened to a drumming track, like on Spotify or something with the intention of like going upstairs and asking a question. And I'll be real, like it has been months and months and months since I've listened to a drumming track like that um, with the intention of going on some sort of meditative journey or whatever. And I was worried that I was out of practice, you know, and that I wasn't. And I guess I've tried it a handful of times here and there and it just wasn't vibing. And so it didn't work. But yesterday it super worked and it was (laughs) It kind of felt like a roller coaster. Like that once I got on it, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, okay, here we go. Like, whoa, no. um, and that the ability to hear myself, you know, like that sometimes in order to validate yourself, you do have to kind of lose control of your, like I call it like my monkey mind, my squirrel mm-hmm. brain, you know, like, and there's something about that drumming track that like pulls me out of my to-do list, which is what happens when I start meditating so often is that I think I'm doing a really good job. And then before I know it, I'm like at the grocery store (laughs) in my mind thinking like, oh, don't forget to buy milk. Like you're totally out of milk. Um, And then I'm like, damn it, I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'm not shopping. Like I'm meditating, you know, and that getting those tools that help you drop in and connect like that are everything. And sometimes that you have to shake it up. Like I've been doing so much natural outside outdoor meditations that, um, pulling out that drumming track really made a huge difference and helped me self validate a few things that I didn't even realize I was dealing with, Mm. which is really cool. 
Yeah. Sometimes getting the answer that you weren't exactly seeking is... Like, I didn't even know what the question was. <laughs> yeah, but, but then when it came up, I was like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, actually, oh yes. I'm into it. Thanks, spirit. <laughs> Spirit's the best. Dang it. As much as I struggle, like, <laughs> I get it. Um... One of the things that we always come back to freaking Untamed and Glennon Doyle, but she says this thing about um, stop asking people for directions to places they've never been. Oh my God, how many times have we said that on this podcast? (sighs) It hits me in my soul (laughs) in a way that's so real. Like how often I tried to convince people of this really great idea, thing I wanted to do, and that it wasn't so great to them. And that I... uh, First and foremost, like taking people on healing retreats at the beach. Like mm-hmm. I've been talking about that for decades and never found anyone and, and went to a lot of people that I loved and respected that I felt like had more resources or money or know-how or were smarter than I was. And they were like, eh, yeah, but let me tell you the problem with that. Mm-hmm. And they would tell me all the reasons why it was a bad idea and wasn't going to work. But then what do you know, as soon as I decided myself to do the damn thing, sold it out. sold it out and I'm turning like I'm learning so much about like producing events yeah and I'm not going to talk numbers because that's tacky but the dollar amount of the event that we are pulling off in March is staggering to consider that we have not done that type of thing before you know like and it didn't require the money, resources, knowledge, or know-how of any of those people that I brought this idea to over the decades that I've been talking about it. It didn't need any of them. All it needed was us. Yeah. To believe in it and take action on it and do it. And it's done, you know? Yeah. Like, And so validating yourself and not looking for that from the outside is so powerful. And then you realize that the only thing that's keeping you from doing some of the things that you really want to do is just the fact that you haven't fucking done it yet, (laughs) which is also scary. (laughs) You know, like what else could you do if you would just quit limiting yourself and quit coming up with all the reasons why not and quit talking to the assholes that don't have the vision. Right. It's a, cause they've never been where you're going. Exactly. So how would they know how, how to get you there? How would they know? They wouldn't know. They know how to get to where they're going. And if you don't want to be where they are, then quit hanging out with those fools anyway. Like, right. it's just not worth it. I think it goes so much to say, like, that, uh, you know, you are who you hang out with. You know, like all those little sayings of like, surround yourself with people that you know you want to be like and um that I have better things to do better places to be than to be with people who are low vibing and not um achieving in a way that I want to achieve and that's not a judgment no that's not you know because everything works differently for different people and that it's okay. That's not a judgment. More so just a um, a choice of how and where to spend my time. So like, you know, I told you about that conversation that I had with my client mm-hmm. um, who owns that coffee business. Yes. You know, and that he's sitting there telling me that he's hired like Fortune 500 people to just come and talk to him. Mm-hmm. 
not even give him a workshop or a class. Just, just be present in their energy. Just to talk yeah. and how much that's helped his business. Mm -hmm. And when talking to him about Badass Ladies Club and how he didn't turn his nose up to it mm -hmm. and was just like, I think that that's freaking great and that you guys can keep on doing this and like that you could make a lot of money off of. I was like, oh, that hits different. Yeah. You know, then these people who, again, not a judgment, who like don't hire Fortune 500 people to come talk to them and to help their business, who aren't business owners, who are just kind of in a low vibe place, like... Mm -hmm living life day to day, um, who somehow have a judgment against what we're doing, you know, that that hits different. Well, and that, well, two things. The first thing is I love this idea. And I think that maybe when the secret came out was the first time that I heard it like this and it really landed that we don't all want the same things. Right. So it's okay to want whatever you want, you know, like, and don't, worry about, is there enough for, to go around? Like, of course there's not enough to go around because we all want different things, you know? And that, that was always really inspiring to me because mm -hmm. I did have this shame about wanting things, you know, like yeah. that I, because I wanted things, I wasn't grateful for what I already had. Yeah. Or that it meant me, meant that I was like bougie or high maintenance or whatever, because I wanted things, you know? And that in reality, it was the way that that thing made me feel. It was mm -hmm. the feeling of what I wanted, you know, that I was grasping for and that everybody wants different stuff and that that's cool. But also this idea that hanging out with people that are at a different vibration than you are, like it's the law of attraction. Okay. Like what you're putting out is what you're going to get back. And so if you're hanging out with people who live in this place of scarcity or in this mindset that what you're doing is risky or that you haven't thought it through or that it's not reliable or whatever their story is about it, that that is lowering your vibration. Mm -hmm. It has to, you know, like it's the law of the universe, which is why you feel like shit when you hang out with those people, <laughs> when you're trying to raise your vibration. It's also why when you hang out with people that are of a higher vibration, you feel good and inspired right. and you aren't scared all of a sudden and things like aren't feel a lot different. It's why the people of low vibes, you stop hanging out with. Yeah, just naturally. Just naturally. And that there's also a lot of guilt and shame in outgrowing people. Yeah. And that, you know, even in relationships that sometimes like that you think that when relationships end, that that means they were a failure. And that that's crap, you know, like that some relationships gradually end because people are moving in different directions, you know, and the idea of like staying together when you're moving in different directions makes no sense because then you're both trapped in this space that's not meant for you. And it's not for the highest good of all, you know, like our ability to let go of, yeah, in my case, friendships a lot of times. I saw a picture of a friend of mine that I had to let go of years and years ago. And I saw her, you know, like through a Facebook, you know, like mutual yeah. friend or whatever. And yeah, like it was like, it kind of hurt mm -hmm. to see her, you know, because yeah. I do miss like the good times that we had, you know, and 
I can see the trajectory of how much I've been able to grow and heal without consistently being pulled into a vibration that wasn't meant for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that I was limiting. I didn't want to grow and outgrow her. It felt like a betrayal to her to grow and become yeah. a bigger, more authentic Laura, you know? And that's not for my highest good. Like being with people that make me want to stay small and not expand in the direction that I'm going in doesn't do me any good. And it doesn't do them any good either, either, you know, like it is. And that that's really hard when you're talking about like for a long time, I needed validation from her mm-hmm. and I got it there, you know, and that it was not good for my growth and moving forward. And I have that, to, I have that feeling about a lot of people that I have worked with over the years. Um, outgrowing people is a natural part of life. Like shit changes. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. And it's beautiful. Right. You know, know. it's just part of the process. Yeah, for sure. And that there's, um, we all learn lessons at different rates for different reasons. Right. Well, and even friendships and romantic relationships that last forever Mm -hmm. till the day you die, still shift and change yes. throughout that tra- trajectory. So that's not saying that like every romantic relationship and friendship you have is going to end one day. It just means that even if it's there till the day you die, it's going to shape and shift in different yeah. elements and I was ways. 22 when Aubrey met me. Weird. 22-year-old Laurie couldn't be any more different. Yeah. Than 43-and-a-half-year-old Laurie, you know, like that... Um, that if Aubrey had met 43 and a half year old Laurie when all those years back, it would not have been attractive to him. <laughs> He'd have been like, yikes, this chick is wild. This chick like, is crazy. Exactly. But now he's up for the cray, like yeah. in a totally different way. And that, um, yeah, like people, you, you're supposed to change. Yeah. You're not supposed to stay the same. So why do we seek validation from other people when people change anyway, you know what? I'm not, I'm the trying, way. I'm trying so not to weird. go there, but I should probably mention what I've just done for the last 48 hours. What? Cause you know, when we're recording this guys, we're in like the week between Christmas and new year's, right? Yeah. And so after all of our Christmas responsibilities were finished yeah, and Aubrey and I had a day or so to like leisurely lounge about the house and, you know, eat rice krispie treats and, um, do nothing. Mm-hmm. We watched all four of the Matrix movies. Oh my God, Laurie. <laughs> and I'm going to say, like, I have not watched any of the Matrix movies since, you know, the older ones came out or whatever. Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> You're like, by the way, I'm, I got a Roomba for Christmas and I'm a little scared to like put it together now. Like the machines in general, I'm terrified by, but this idea of validation and alternate and virtual realities that we exist in and accept as real. When in actuality, like maybe we are just living in a simulation, you know, (laughs) it is blows and bends my mind like oh I know well the idea of the matrix Matrix? is terrifying I haven't seen it since I was very young you need to watch it again do I do I if I okay after watching all four of them like I said in about 36 hours so I'm like inundated 
Um, the I first mean, I'm one, always down for Keanu Reeves yeah. and Jada. Well, are you I, kidding me? Keanu, Jada, Carrie and Moss, like, yes. But the first one is still definitely the best one. Yeah. You know, like, even, I remember watching the first one. The first one and the second one. I think it's always really interesting when you have, like, multiple versions. Um, so a couple of things that I will say about The Matrix. Like, yeah, I'm into this idea that, like, we are all accepting whatever reality we choose to exist in. Okay? So even just think about your reality a year ago versus your reality today. Like you were saying, you needed a lot of validation from the outside last year. Yes. This year, not so much. Not so much. How different is your reality today than your reality was from last year? Crazy different. Like you're living in a different world. Yes. You changed your virtual I reality. changed my reality. Yes. You live in a different matrix now. <laughs> Truly. Um, so, yeah, there's that piece of it. The other interesting thing about the matrix, which I was not planning on talking about today, but we're here. But here we are. Let's talk about the matrix. So I've really been inspired by this idea of, um, an Oracle mm -hmm. and that most of the work that I've ever done with an Oracle has been like when you use Oracle cards. Yeah. So there's like yeah. a shamanic Oracle and there's a goddess Oracle and there's, you know, like, right. But that I've been working with this Oracle energy, you know, an Oracle is like, I, I know, cause I just looked it up recently. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like a prophecy. Okay. Yeah. That usually is, um, connected to a place or a deity or a God or a priestess or something, you know, like, and in the matrix movies, the Oracle is this little old lady who like lives in the projects and makes cookies. And so that was like my only perspective that I had of an Oracle from a fictional standpoint right. anyway, you know, was like the Oracle in the matrix movies and she's in all of the movies or I think they at least talk about her in the last movie and that she is very wise and that people come to her to get guidance. Mm hmm. But that she never really tells you anything that you didn't already no. know. Mm -hmm. And that really all she's doing is telling you what you need to hear so you step into your destiny. So sometimes what the oracle tells you is not truth. Sometimes she tells you things because you needed to hear it that way so you would step in and claim your destiny. So it's not about fortune telling or or right and wrong right and wrong it's yeah. that you need to hear things in this certain way sometimes to take action in the direction of your destiny or of your dream or whatever that is okay and so this idea of working with an oracle or working with your guidance system mm -hmm. or validating your own self like that we're all kind of oracles yeah and that we are, especially when we're seeking guidance from outside of ourselves, it's why the information that we get isn't clean information, you know, and that why it's messing up and jacking up the direction of our destiny is because you're your own oracle. Like you have all of the answers inside of you, mm -hmm. whether or not you can get quiet enough 
clear enough, right. trust yourself enough to hear it and take action on it is what the journey is for, right. you know? So but. what I'm hearing you say is that it kind of goes along with like the quote of all I need is within me. Yes. And that our own oracles is like our own intuition, our own knowing, our own guidance, yes. our own spirit guide, our own kind of thing. But the, in the spirit community, there are a lot of different kind of oracles well, there's to a fairy work oracle, with. And yeah. There's a, yeah, yeah, like you can um, look to any of those things. But there's right. still the oracle inside, inside. of you yeah. that is interpreting the meaning of this card. Correct. Or the position of the card if you're doing right. traditional tarot or, you know, yeah. like even in doing intuitive healing sessions, you know, mm -hmm. like that we. Yeah, that I always pull a card. Right. Like just to set the vibe and yes. the tone. And and that you are delivering messages to an individual that a lot of times are just what they need to hear in the way that they need to hear it. Mm -hmm. And that it doesn't make any sense to you. Like a lot of times. I'm like, oh, but yeah, like this is what's going on. Um, and that having that sense of, well, you know what you need and the answer is in there. And it's just a matter of you receiving it in the right way on the right day, in the right context, in the right, right time right. that you can take action on these things. And all of a sudden the path is revealed. And in the position of the Matrix movies, once they visited the Oracle, they know what they're supposed to do. They may not like it. Yeah. They may not be looking forward to it. And to the point of it maybe isn't always true. Sometimes it's something they're trying to avoid. Right. It's making them take a different action because they don't want the thing that the Oracle said to happen. When in actuality, the Oracle knew that that's what they needed to hear to resist the thing to get them where they were going. The Matrix is <laughs> it's like a religion, honestly. Like when you scale back and look at it, it blew my mind to watch it all of these years later. Well, I remember when The Matrix first came out, it almost had like this cult following. Yes. And I think that it still does today. Yes. Because it's relevant because I feel like with all the information available to us is that like I was really young when The Matrix first came out. So I think that like for me and my peer group, it's like with all the information available to us now is that we kind of look at the matrix and we're like, maybe it wasn't this out there idea. Oh, no. All along, you know, that symbolically it is a it's truth. Yeah. Symbolically. Literally, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like. Know. Um, I mean, that's kind of the whole idea of the Matrix, right? Is that once you've seen it, yeah, you can't really unsee it anymore. Right. And that is true of a lot of the work that you and I are doing. You know, like we're now that we have seen outside of the Matrix and outside of this reality that we thought the way that the world worked. But now we're kind of defining how the world works for us, you know, yeah. and it's working in a new way. And I'm like, oh, my God, I was doing things the hard way for so long. You know, like I can't unsee it. Yeah. I'll never go back. You know, like there is no going back. And that some people think that the way I'm doing it is harder. But those are just people that are still stuck in the matrix. <laughs> You're stuck in the matrix. Like if you live out here in the real world with me, things are actually a lot better in a lot of ways, yeah. you know. But that when you're safe and cozy in your pod of goo. Yeah. Then you don't know any different, you know, like because you're being fed this existence that keeps you on the treadmill, you know, right. like going through the motions, 
and having this virtual reality pumped into you that you think this is what life is about, you know, when in until reality, you wake up one day until something wakes you up and yeah. you find out that you have the thing in the back of your head, ah! you know, like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So much of it is coming back to me. I literally haven't seen it Jessica, in so long. I demand that you watch the Matrix. <laughs> like sometime you got to watch it. It's blown my mind. Anyway. That's not where I expected this conversation <laughs> to go, but I think that those are the best kind of podcasts. I love these conversations have, that I have with you where like sometimes we go off on these rants. I and think that our are. listeners like it, too. I mean, right, guys, here's right? hoping we're still doing it. Right. <laughs> I'm like, seeking validation. I'm like, <laughs> right? right. Will you guys validate me? Please? Like, um, I guess the only other thing about validation that I do think is important is we talk so much about like community mm -hmm. and having your people. And you mentioned it earlier with like the girl gang thing, you know, yeah. like that when you do validate people for where they're coming from, that it is important to be the um, compassionate source of validating people where they're at, especially when you can hear and see and feel that they are coming from a place of, abuse or having been belittled or, yeah. you know, like struggling to find their own voice or yeah. struggling to stand on their own two feet. If you can validate someone who's on that journey, do, do that. it, do that with love, do it with compassion, yeah. offer the support. Like, because for all of our talk about self-validation, some of these big moves and big decisions that I'm trying to make right now, like I do have a really close network of people that I do love and trust that I know want what's best for me that I do sometimes be like, Oh my God, have I lost my mind? You know, that it feels great to have the validation from the people that, um, have your best interest at heart. And I would say, you know, who those people are. So don't seek validation from the people that you know will out of love or out of not love, you know, right. like try and take that away from you. Um, if you can validate somebody that you see is really trying to stretch out of that space, then that's a really beautiful thing to do yeah. for them. Yeah. You know, um, so many posts that I see on girl gang specifically, um, which if y'all don't know what we're talking about, there's a Facebook group called girl gang Fort Worth that we're a part of that, you know, I know some members, but I don't know a lot of them. Some of these women who post these incredibly vulnerable mm -hmm. things, I mean, I've personally never posted in Girl Gang. I've commented on posts, like I said, invalidating these women and what they're saying. Um, the bravery mm -hmm. and the vulnerability that some of these women come to the table with. I mean, I can't help but to be like, I don't know what to say or how to help you in this situation, but I'm sorry that this happened to you. And I'm really proud of you for yeah. coming forward, you know, and sometimes that's all that people need to yes. hear, you know? Well, because you never know if that might only be their only outlet. Right. You know, like that there are a lot of people that don't have... Like I personally am probably never going to spill my guts on Girl Gang. You know, like I probably will never do that. Never say never, but probably not. Right. Um, but the women who do, I think that that's awesome. And, um, and you they're strangers on the Internet. I'm like, here we go. Gifted with a network and a community of yes. people where you have resources to do that. And if we're talking about like 
things like toxic relationships and validation from outside toxic sources, like you and I have friends that have made their way out of relationships where they have truly lost who they were. Yes. And that all we could do for the years that they were trapped in those relationships was just be available and love them where they're at Mm -hmm. and wait for them to start to take a step out on their own, which happens, you know, and then when it does, we've watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Validate and love the shit out of these small steps that allow people out of these relationships and circumstances that are crippling them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes something like girl gang, maybe all that somebody has, you know? And so, you know, like validation via social media is something we haven't really talked about yet. Can be dangerous. Well, if you're looking at it from a perspective of like, I'm going to put this thing out and I wonder how many likes I'll get yeah, or how many comments I'll get on it or like that, that kind of needing social media to validate you in that way is, I would say it's bad as much as it is just like not consistent. Right. (laughs) You know, like that if that's where you're looking for your validation, you're going to be disappointed a lot, you know, because there's this algorithm that's working against people even seeing that shit at all, you know, um, And on the same hand, there are communities on social media that are life rafts for people that truly need them. And creating the Badass Ladies Club was us looking to create a supportive community where people had your back, you know, and that were there for that reason. And so I love seeing things like Girl Gang where people have or even DFW witchy shit, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that it's so I cool. Love yeah. To like have a specific group that is focused on this thing that everybody's interested in to help foster support, you know, mm-hmm. and then also and there's rules and, you know, sure, like to so keep it a safe space yeah, to work it's a safe inside space. of. Um, but it is still a virtual space. Right. And not all virtual spaces are um, authentic and legit, you know, like when it comes to spilling your guts on social media. So be careful. Just be careful with with your own delicate heart. Yeah. You know, like don't take don't take the good stuff too good and don't take the bad stuff too bad, you know, like um, and then it kind of comes out even. But yeah, like seeking that validation through any sort of digital means. Yeah. that's also just not how your organic being was meant to process validation anyway. Right. You know, like that you are this living, breathing thing that isn't going to get what you need energetically or spiritually or emotionally that matter from anything that comes through an electronic device. Yeah. (laughs) So if that is like, it's way easier to turn that inward and decide whatever I'm about to post or whatever I'm about to put out on social media is in alignment with me validating myself and that I feel really great about it and that I'm really inspired by it. So it doesn't matter how many likes or comments or Mm -hmm. anything it gets. And that when you put things out like that, you don't need the validation for how well the post did. But if you put the post out because you need that to come back to you, yeah, it's going to make you feel like shit later. Like when you get two likes on it. For sure. Yeah. What else about self-validation? Um, let's see. I think that we hit everything. It's just that I think that self-validation 
allows you to take your power back. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes it just takes that practice. And once you do it over and over and over and you take a step back and you're like, oh, my gosh, look what I did. Look what I created or look what I shifted or look what I I mean, it could be something really small. Mm -hmm. But you can go into that being like, I did that. Yeah. And I didn't need the approval. I had the freedom to make that decision and not seek someone's approval to do the thing or whatever it is. It makes you more confident. Yes, for sure. And then the next time you have to do it, it's not so scary. Yeah. So basically, y'all, ask yourself first. Yes. Before you ask anybody else what they think about any decision or outlook or choice, um, really decide how you feel about it first and take everyone else's opinion and perspective on it. Take your own inventory. Yeah, like um, at a lot less weight than what it is that you think about it because there's a reason why you feel good about it or why you don't feel good about it. And trusting yourself is... um, Yeah, that's the whole point of the journey. Yeah, I think that like once you get quiet and get those answers yourself and you figure out how you feel about it, that seeking, I don't want to say validation, but like um, going to someone that maybe you trust and respect and being like, hey, what do you think about X, Y, Z, that it makes the thing a lot easier. Well, and I would even go a step further and be like, maybe you don't say, what do you think about it? Maybe you're just speaking with excitement and passion about the thing you've decided to do, you know, like, so, and it's interesting that we're even coming back around to this, but, you know, we've got a new course out right now about chakra manifestation. Mm -hmm. And this is a big point of like, manifesting through your throat space comes this time where you're supposed to speak about things, you know, and you're supposed to put it out there, but not in a way where you're asking other people to validate it for you in a way where you're like, let me tell you how fucking great this thing is. You're just speaking it into the universe and you're, yeah, like creating it with your words. Right. And that that doesn't require Validation. So, yeah, like if you're interested in this idea of um, manifesting through chakra alignment and magic, then check that out. I'm all about the self-validation right now. We so appreciate you guys listening today and um, indulging me on my matrix. <laughs> Uh, let me know what you thought about the last Matrix, because I'm still on the fence about it. Like, I just finished it late last night. Um, Did it come out on HBO Max or something? Yeah, it's oh, in okay. the theaters and it's on HBO Max. Okay, got it. The whole series is on HBO Max, okay. which is why I sat on the couch for okay. a lot of the day. Well, now I know. <laughs> having nightmares about the machines. Oh, God. Um, we love you guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> See you next week.